Happy Friday. Welcome to the BCP podcast, Open Source News Live. Hope you're having a great start to the weekend. I know the weather is terrible everywhere. Uh, cold in Utah, even raining and flooding in Southern California and getting hammered in other places. I hope you're cozy as you listen to this news. Not all of it being very cozy, I will have to admit. Uh, things are getting dicey. We'll get into that and some other news. But let's start off with a little bit. Of, I don't know if it's levity. Let's just start off with a little bit of wackiness. How about that? Now, I hope you caught my uh, live stream that I did earlier uh, today and my reports from yesterday. Yesterday being one of the weirdest news days ever, uh, if you ask me. Um, but uh, how about this for some wackiness? Pennsylvania's new Democratic governor, Josh Shapiro, says he will reject any suggestions. He will say no. He will reject. He will not entertain any suggestion, any advice that Senator John Fetterman should resign. Now, of course, it's not up to him whether he can't make him resign. It's an interesting statement to make, but I think what Josh Shapiro is trying to do is trying to show solidarity with Fetterman and what he's going through. He's trying to show that we Democrats stick together no matter if we're crooks, if we're perverts, or if we are not able to do the job that we are elected to do. So just in case you're not aware, Fetterman, John Fetterman, who had a stroke and couldn't really campaign, couldn't speak or what have you, a man who has been living with his, uh, he's been being survived by, who survived as an adult man with children through his uh, father, still living off his father as a grown-ass man with wife and kids. The people of Pennsylvania wanted him over a world-renowned doctor who's very popular by people on both sides of the aisle. That Democrat math sure is a hell of a thing. Gets, gets people that you just wouldn't think would get a lot of support. Somehow they get into office. John Fetterman may or may not be one of those people who is a... Uh, might be one of those persons who's uh, who is the, let's say, the recipient of Democrat math largesse, that same Democrat math that helped good old Joey get 81 million. Fetterman is now in the hospital for depression. He is going to be absent for weeks, not days. Plus, he went to the hospital a few uh, a few weeks prior to to, to this incident, and when in which he checked himself into Walter Reed to get care for his depression. So what Josh Shapiro really doing is here is just giving his opinion because as a fellow Democrat and the governor of the state of Pennsylvania, his opinion is weighty among the Democrat circle. And as Mike Lachance said, you got to give it to the Democrats. You have to give Democrats credit for one thing. They sure still, they sure do stick together. Well, here's where the story goes really, really wacky folks. That may be the case for Democrats and elected officials, but not necessarily for his family. Kristen Taylor, reporter at Gateway Pundit, is calling this, is calling Giselle Fetterman, wife of the year. That's John Fetterman's wife, who, while her husband is hospitalized for depression, she took her kids on a fun road trip to Canada 
she was not at the side of her ailing husband, not having her children next to their ailing father. No wonder he's depressed, Kristen Taylor says. When, Je when Senator John Fetterman was recently hospitalized for clinical depression, his wife Giselle did not rush to be at his side in his hour of need. Instead, she fled the country for Canada, taking the couple's children on a road trip to Niagara Falls where they ziplined. The proud illegal alien from Brazil noted that passports come in handy when trying to legally enter a country. And this is not a pejorative or a mean thing. Giselle Barreto Fetterman, I guess since she's Brazilian, it would be Giselle Barreto Fetterman, tweeted on November 11th, 2022, after her husband won the midterm elections, Pennsylvania, the spouse of your new senator is a formerly undocumented immigrant. Love and thank you, or heart thank you. Dude, the guy goes in for depression and his wife hightails her out of the country and has fun with the kids. Wow. As a married man, someone asked me how long I've been married in a comment down below. I think I've mentioned it. It'll soon be within the next several weeks will be 26 years I've been married to the mother of all my children, Mrs. BCP. And if I were in the hospital, I'm telling you right now, that woman wouldn't leave my side. So I may not be a senator. I may not have all the pull of one John Fetterman. Actually, I think if we came down to it, I'm probably more popular than John Fetterman. But we can leave that aside. I am the richest man in the world because I have parents that I love and love me. I have a wife that is dedicated to me and I to her. And I have four great children that honor and respect my wife and I. Can't ask for anything. Everything else is just extra. That health and my knowledge of God and Jesus Christ, I'm said. Everything else is extra. So, John Fetterman, you may be the senator for Pennsylvania, but I feel sorry for you, and it's not just your depression. Your wife hightailing it in your in your uh, time of need. But hey, check out this new study. Men who never tie the knot are more than twice as likely to die within about five years of a heart failure diagnosis compared, compared to men who are married. So there you go, John Fetterman. There is the uh, silver lining. If you end up having heart issues, at least you're more than twice as likely to live than a man who's never been married. Another win in the column for us married men. By the way, folks, things are getting really bad. Just want to let you know that we are looking at worse than 2008. Remember the financial crash of 2008? Part of that crash was the bottoming out of the housing market. Well, we're there again. We've got reports uh, from Redfin who tracks this. They estimate that the U.S. homeowners have lost over $2 trillion in value since just last June. Ouch, does that hurt? That hurts us too, folks. I, we uh, recently bought a home in Utah right before, I wouldn't say at the top of the market. I did well. 
got it probably about 30,000 under uh, market, bought it before it even hit the uh, the market. Very tough. I feel very blessed. So to buy this home in Utah before, no, before the realtor contacted me, you know, I was interested in it. And we did a deal before it even went on the MLS. But a lot of people are getting hammered now with the loss in values of their homes. But would we expect this since in 2008, we had globalist George W. Bush and then, uh, oh, everyone, we want Obama. We want change. And it was the same crap. Obama was the same crap, bailouts, all that stuff that we got with George W. These guys actually do run around uh, doing perverted things in woods in California. And they're on both sides and they fool a lot of people. That is why we love President Trump. He wasn't and isn't one of those. He isn't one of those. And boy, do they hate us and hate him for it. Now, while the housing market is bottoming out, I want you to know what Biden quietly did while no one was paying attention. This is the Federalist reporting. Biden shoveled $36 billion with a B. $36 billion to bail out his friends over at the Teamsters for their mismanaged pension. I don't even know how this is legal or how this is possible, but the uh, the, the the mafias has been in bed with, unfortunately, many of the unions and many of the establishment politicians for a long time. So Biden supposedly has given the treasure uh, the Teamsters Union a bailout in the form of a $36 billion uh, tax dollars for poorly managed pension. Can Americans be bribed with their own money? This is what the Federalists asked. The powers that be are certainly putting the question, that question to the test. In recent years, we've seen inflation-inducing cash giveaways associated with COVID relief. We've seen the ongoing attempt at profoundly inequitable student loan forgiveness. In December, we, we saw a $1.7 trillion pork pie omnibus appropriations bill passed by a Congress that had no time to read it. Now, we have lost in all of this has been one spectacular giveaway, $100,000 per beneficiary of the Central States Pension Fund. The fund provides pension benefits to nearly 360,000 private sector workers and retirees mostly Teamsters Union's members. Now, we did have Kevin Brady, Republican out of Texas, called out the deal in December, noting it was the largest private pension bailout in American history that benefited only a tiny minority of workers. So there you go. Now this is all coming out to light. Quietly did that, but now people are catching on to it. See, Joe Biden is destroying America from within and from without, but he needs more time to do it. This is Joe Biden speaking on her husband's behalf because he has a hard time speaking for himself. And when he does, he says dangerous things. I'll get to that in just a moment. But today she arrived in Kenya as part of her tour, her multi-day trip to Africa. She was asked about her husband running for president again, his re-election bid. This is what she had to say. He says he's not done. 
he's not finished what he started. And that's what's important. And I think, uh, look at all that Joe has, has done, has accomplished. I mean, he brought us out of the chaos and he did that. He was elected because people wanted steady leadership. I mean, really. We are absolutely living this living this farce of the Joe Biden regime is living. It's not, I could say it's we're we're in the middle of a satire. I can say that we live in the middle of a parody. But that wouldn't even that doesn't even begin to express. I don't know if there's a word in the English language or the Spanish language for that matter, that can properly put, contextually convey this paradigm in which we're living, in which everything is just a twilight zone. I mean, literally, she said, he's not finished what he started. That's true. He, he's, he, he's not done with the destruction of America. We haven't had a nuclear bomb go off. Uh, we haven't hit the levels of Great Depression yet. So he's got a lot of work to do to destroy America. That is true. But look at all that he's done. Look at all that he's accomplished. If that's supposed to be a positive statement, everything is worse under Joe Biden. And then she says this, which I'm not going to comment on because we're this show is carried on YouTube. And he did that. He was elected because... People wanted steady leadership. 81 million people voted for Joe Biden because they wanted steady leadership. And then if you don't believe that statement, we're also told that 81, part of those 81 million people that voted for Joe Biden voted for him because they were tired of Trump's tweets that he was mean. So even the Democrats admit that of these 81 million people that voted for him, not all of them wanted Joe. A lot of them voted for Joe because they didn't like Trump. But look, he's brought us out of the chaos of low inflation, great economy, no wars, booming housing market, great markets, peace and prosperity. He took us out of the chaos of all of that junk that Trump was providing. And he brought us into a land of order where we have Russia and Ukraine. We have China flying their planes within military fighter jets, flying within feet of our naval planes. I'll get to that in a second. He brought us into the order of high inflation, porous open borders and misery. Now, she went on to say more. Joe Biden also told the Associated Press today that Joe Biden is going to run for a second term and they just need to pay a place. They just need to pick a place in time. This is what she told him today. How many times do does he have to say it for you to believe it? He says he's not done. He's not finished what he started. And that's what's important. By the way, he would be 86 at the end of his second term. He can barely handle it now. How is he going to go to the second term? But check this out. Last week, the polls were like, we don't want Joe Biden. But now there's new polls suggesting that Democrats may be warming up to a Biden 2024. Because they want to make sure that before he leaves, we have nuclear war and widespread depression in the United States. That's what Democrats want, apparently. 
But then again, this is according to an NPR PBS NewsHour poll. Yeah, we know who we know who their audience is. That's called taxpayer-funded propaganda. I don't know. According to their survey, 50% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents now believe they will have the best chance of winning the presidency in 2024 with Biden at the helm as the nominee. Maybe they're just afraid of Ms. Harris. I don't know. Maybe they're afraid of Pete Buttigieg, who, by the way, uh, is now under an investigation by House Republicans. Poor sneaky Pete. Thought he could have a cushy job where he didn't have to show up, and then everything got derailed. <laughs> yes, pun intended. By the way, folks, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this live stream replay on other platforms, please follow us on whatever platform you're on. It's going to help us get more exposure to this show. The Committee on Oversight and Accountability sent a letter to Buttigieg on Friday detailing their concerns and demanding an explanation for the Department of Transportation's leadership apathy in the face of this emergency. Not going to go into the details of the letter, but it was. Uh, it starts off this way. The Committee on Oversight and Accountability is investigating the ongoing crisis that began on February 3rd, 2023 in East Palestine, Ohio, a Norfolk Southern freight trains derailment and the ensuing response released by highly toxic chemical materials in, into the air, water, and soil forcing residents of East Palestine to evacuate. Buttigieg did not visit the East Palestine until 20 days after the derailment. The incident is an environmental and public health emergency that now threatens Americans across state lines. They want to know what is going on and why the lax, late, tardy response. Okay, folks, let me tell you that we are run by globalist Marxist, American-hating, constitution, defic- constitution defecating or defecating on the Constitution, treasonous, traitors, rat bastards, without calling them that. What's a big lobby group? The U.S. Chamber of Commerce? Well, they are now flying multiple Ukraine flags, but only one American flag. So right there in the nation's capital... The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is flying two Ukrainian flags despite only having one American flag on display. As one person noted, apparently the Chamber of Commerce has a rule to fly two Ukrainian flags for every American flag they fly at their headquarters. That's interesting. How about this? Actually, let me, uh, I've got my tabs here for this live stream out of order. So I'm going to jump a little bit out of order here, folks, just so I don't skip anything I want to cover in this live. Project Veritas has released a video saying that they want to keep James O'Keefe. They want him back. Let me play you a few seconds of this. We, the staff at Project Veritas, are at a crossroads. High-level disputes between our leader and founder, James O'Keefe, and the volunteer board of directors who are responsible for oversight of the nonprofit have resulted in James no longer being here. James is not only the founder of Project Veritas, but the creative visionary of our our mission. mission. This devastated us and the audience we exist for. James hasn't resigned, nor was he fired. These events confuse and they hurt us. So let's all jump ship 
and join James O'Keefe in his new venture. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, look, folks, I'm not, I'm not belittling these people and their livelihood and what have you. But we had heard that they were going to jump ship and join James O'Keefe. Letters were sent out to donors to not abandon Project Veritas. And now the staff puts out this video that we want James O'Keefe back. Oh, we're not going to follow him. We're not going to jump ship. What we're going to do is we're going to continue the work waiting for his return. Wow. What an about face. What an about face. Leaving all of us in a state of limbo. So we have a choice to make. We want James back, but we have a duty to our generous supporters, to all of you, and to our journalistic integrity. To break record stories which impact our culture, and most importantly, the future of our country. The board may have their obligations, but we are Project Veritas. James assembled this team of over 60 individuals who have bonded together in a common mission to expose waste, fraud, and abuse. We expose everybody. So they're going to continue their work at Project Veritas, hope that he comes back because they've got a work to do that their donors have donated and expect them to do. Folks, without James O'Keefe, you don't have Project Veritas. Project Veritas could call Trump. Trump could put him in with some money people and they could have Project Veritas 2.0, whatever name, within 30 to 45 to 60 days. That's the latest on that. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's go back into these dangerous territories that we are in. And then we'll get to the globalism that I started to, to talk on. Forgive me for going a little bit out of order here. Joe Biden sat down with ABC's David Muir. Here is the question, and then let me play the answer. Vladimir Putin told the Russian people this week that China's President Xi is coming to Russia, uh, likely as early as this spring. I know the State Department and the Pentagon now have both warned China not to offer lethal military assistance to Russia in this war with Ukraine, saying the U.S. is concerned that China is considering providing lethal support to Russia. Would that cross a line for you? Look. Would that cross a line for you if China sends weapons to Russia to fight Ukraine, even though we are sending weapons to Ukraine to fight Russia. Let's just jump. Let's just, let's just skip to the chase here. This is what hard fighting Biden, the leader of the free world had to say. seen it yet, but I don't anticipate a major initiative on the part of China providing weaponry to, to, uh, uh, to, to, to Russia. Uh, he doesn't see it happening. He doesn't see it happening, but if it does, but if they did, would that be crossing a line for you, Mr. President? It would be the same line everyone else would have crossed. In other words, we, we impose severe sanctions on anyone who has done that. So there would be serious consequences. I'll let you characterize what they would be. We would respond. We would respond. Ooh, China is probably shaking in their boots. Joe Biden would respond if they did anything. Like he did with the spy balloon, right? Or like he did. Now, once again, folks, I'm not calling for war here. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, this is all talk by Joe Biden. Weak, weakness oozes out of the pores of Joe Biden. Why? Well, 
Let's just look at what just happened. Let's look at what, what just happened. We had, and this is NBC News reporting, we had a Chinese fighter jet fly within feet of our U.S. Navy plane. It was so close that they were able to see and take pictures of it. This is crazy. All right, folks, this is a live. So in clicking over to that story, I accidentally closed that uh, tab. So let me get back to it. I would sing for you folks, but I can't sing. This is live. This happens sometimes live. Chinese fighter jet confronts U.S. Navy plane with CNN crew aboard as tensions simmer in the South China Sea. I'll have it as a thumbnail for this. You could see how close it was. The U.S. Navy reconnaissance jet flies 30 miles from the contested Paracel Islands, a group of about 120, 130 small uh, little atolls, the biggest of which are home to Chinese military bases. They're at 21,500 feet. This is, they can be there. This is international, this is international air. No problem with them being there. Okay. As they're doing this, a voice comes over from the People's Liberation Army Airport. It crackles over the radio of the U.S. Navy P-8 Poseidon as a CNN crew who is given rare access aboard the flight listens in. This is what the Chinese told the Navy. American aircraft, Chinese airspace is 12 nautical miles, not approaching any more or you bear all responsibility. Within a few minutes, the Chinese airspace, uh, within a few minutes, a Chinese fighter jet armed with air-to-air -air missiles intercepts the U.S. plane nesting just about 500 feet off its port side. The jet was so close, the CNN crew could see the pilots turning their heads to look at them. They could make out the red star on the tail fins and the missiles it was armed with. Our response was PLA fighter aircraft. This is U.S. Navy P-8A. I have you off my left wing and I intend to proceed to the west. I request that you do the same over. There's no reply. And then the fighter jet escorts the U.S. plane for almost 20 minutes before turning away. The whole encounter was about an hour from the original reporting I read. China flexing and coming dangerously close to us during this, during today, during, during this encounter. But Joe Biden is big and bad, and he's defending America. The military folks called this uh, irresponsible. They had some other benign way of explaining it. Now I want to get back to what I was uh, saying before. How, how can I tell you that we're being ruled, robbed, and ruined? Oh, I just came out that right now. Ruled? robbed and ruined by globalists without telling you that. 
Okay. President Trump put David uh, Malpas as the president of the World Bank. Great guy. I covered at the time how it was part of a plan to uh, maybe take us off this fiat currency called the U.S. dollar, off of the uh, to destroy the Fed, put us back on gold or what have you. Part of a there was a lot of strategic moves being done by President Trump. But one great thing that David Malpas did was he stopped cutting off this easy funding to China in which they're able to build their country using uh, international and American funds in the World Bank. Literally, we were subsidizing the creation and the growth and of China to destroy us. But once again, they have to get to business as usual. So in 2019, President Trump puts them in there. It's a five-year term, so the next term is coming up. And who has Biden put on there? He's put on, uh, he's appointed a Jay Banga to be on there. He is uh, Joe Biden, the anti-credit card guy, gets a credit card guy on there. But folks, that's not the worst of it. Ajay Banga is a member of the Globalist Trilateral Commission. If you're not familiar with the Trilateral Commission, it is a globalist thing started by the uh, Rockefeller back in 1974. But this is not all. There is a report here that there's a growing list. They're called trilateralists in Biden's inner circle who are steering policy toward globalism. I know, I know we're supposed to believe that this is just theories and this is just tinfoil hat stuff. But Anthony Blinken is one. Who is he? Oh, just Secretary of State. Susan Rice is one. Who is she? She's the Obama woman back in the Biden circle over domestic policy. Over domestic policy. We have a globalist over direct d- domestic policy a member of the Trilateral Commission, the ambassador to Poland, the U.S. ambassador to China, the U.S. ambassador to India, the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State, Jake Sullivan, the U.S. National Security Advisor, Eric Schmidt, the Office of Science and Technology, Leo Brainerd, member of the U.S. Federal Reserve's Board of Governors, John Podesta, the Green New Deal spending czar, and now Ajay Banga, who he is appointed to be president of the World Bank. And I'm the tinfoil hat crazy. There you go, folks. We've got a lot more stories we're tracking and updates. We'll get that to you tomorrow. We will have reports for you throughout the weekend. So if you're rained in or snowed in or just don't want to be out in that chaos of weather, I will help you weather the storm of craziness that is this current political climate. Please like, share, and subscribe. We will be back until the next one. Ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please don't forget to check out my other show called BCP Unfiltered, dropped episode 197 earlier today. Go over to therealbcp.com, bcpextras.com, or BCP Podcast to check it out.